Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Science of Pokemon. I am your host, Veteran Lucas, and with me today are my two buddies. Give it up for Professor Collins and Fisherman Don. What's up, boys? Hey, can I be Ip Man? Yes. You want to be Donnie Yen. Have you not... I love him. He is phenomenal. Okay, for those of you just jumping in on why we're talking about this, this is our part two of our fighting types. We covered the Western martial arts, the boxing, the wrestling, the fencing, all that, but now... We get to cover the stuff people really want to know about. We're going to talk about the Eastern martial arts, your Kung Fu's, your Karate's, your your Muay Thai's. Actually, I don't think we have a Muay Thai Pokemon. Well, maybe we'll get it in the gallery region. For now, cue the music! Hey, we got a lot of Pokemon news. I get to take the news again because I like this. Fine, go for it. So first off, uh, North American International Championships. They were a delight. They were out here in Ohio. You guys missed it. It was fun. I had to work, man. I have a job. <laughs> I got to test out the Sword and Shield demo, and I got bad news. What? Our doggo has garbage stats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it, it could not put a dent in the turtle to save its life. <laughs> Donna, could you make a set maybe? <laughs> which doggo? Oh, which which oh, oh the corgi yep, doggo? Yamper. Yeah, Yamper? Yamper? Yeah. Yeah, it just it it's it's like I kept I even did a Dynamax against the turtle and I just couldn't do anything against it. I'm hoping maybe we'll get some uh And the turtle then just killed Maybe it's got a sweet <laughs> evolution or something. I I was so disheartened. I was like, no, no, come on, dog. He's still Poor a good guy. Oh, but wow. but in other news, yeah, it was a great uh, great time. If anyone's never been out to one of these, you know, I recommend. I got to talk to a bunch of other podcasters. I got to see uh, Alexander Hill and Steve uh, Morioka of uh, the Hyper Voice. They're very nice people, as well as uh, Stephen Reich of Pokey Press, and he's a nice guy. And our our friend uh, Professor Mikey at Pokemon Crossroads, who's also a very nice guy. It was a good time. Awesome. Great. So, uh, yeah, with that said, though, did you see uh, VGC? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Mm. Go Wolf Glick, man. And I got to meet him, too, by the way. He was a really nice and friendly guy, too. The man, the myth, the legend. (laughs) I got to meet so many people. I was like, hey, hi, you were really fun to watch. Thank you. Uh, Shout out to Ashton Cox. Uh, No, Wolf, uh, anyone didn't get to see it, used one of my favorites. He brought in Celesteela, which was amazing. Oh, here we go. No, I'll say first off, shout out to Wolf Glick. (laughs) Um, His team was awesome. I really liked it. Kind of harkened back, at least in my mind, a little bit with like the Ray Ogre bulky steel thing, kind of back to his world's team. um, That was also really awesome back in the day, uh, but with Steela over Bronzong. And... Steela bugs me. I just it's 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 too bulky. It's too hits too hard. It's got leech seed. It's annoying. I'll say it, it. is a goddess from the moon. And literally, its rise in prominence recently means I can't use my stupid Mega Beedrill team as effectively, and that makes me sad. <laughs> You're just but sad because you can't use the thing you want to use. <laughs> also, though, hardcore shout out to uh, second place guy Graham. That was also a really innovative team, and I. Not too long ago, told someone that Mega Man Cham was probably not going to get much used ever, and uh, I'm wrong. Yeah, I had, that was I got to watch him and I got to talk to him for a second too. Like that was another really cool team. Um, I don't know. I I any year it's in Ohio, I try to at least pay attention or stop out. I 
it's a it's a cool thing if you never get a chance to at least go watch. Uh, and there's always you know other stuff to do there. So you know it was it was a cool experience, and I was happy I got to play the demo. I, I gotta say I was no no it felt it felt pretty fun. Yeah, I bet. I'm looking forward. I'm sure they're going to do, hopefully, roll out some new info or have some demo stuff uh, at Worlds in August. So I'm really looking oh, forward yeah. to going out for no, that. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll have more information by then, which kind of leads me into the next thing I want to talk about. So as exactly as I called it in our last episode, uh, Pokemon did release a, a press statement. I don't know if anyone saw it. It came out this week. Uh, yep. As we're recording here, it came out just two days ago. Uh, how, someone say the name for me. I can't say his name. Ju, Junichi. Yeah, did I say it right? Yeah. Masuda? Masuda. You just say Masuda. Masuda. Uh, and essentially, the, the press release was exactly what I said it was going to be. Um, that, hey, you know, we're sorry you're upset right now, but don't worry. You know, at some point, you know, in another game coming up soon, your favorite Pokemon will show up which is exactly what we said. Like they're not going to sit on all of these marketable characters. I mean, cause these are all licenses that they have to, you know, maintain <laughs> their trademarks license. I think the big fear though, is that they might make the shift to mobile. I mean, with Pokemon masters, that thing looked real fun coming out. And with Pokemon I mean, go established. Not gonna, I, they're not, I can almost promise you at the current point, mobile, is not going to be where they're going. Maybe in a couple generations. I don't think we're there yet. Yeah, I don't think so we either, just, but there, there's the fear. Most people's phones don't... And, the, and those are people who don't pay attention to technology then because even tech experts say we're just not at that point yet. Our phones just are not at that point yet. Mm-hmm. Just with, with capability. And, and not to mention the fact that there is such strong monopolization within uh, game consoles that those companies are not going to go down that easily. No, I don't really think so. Yeah, we're just we're not there yet. Anyone who's afraid about that just doesn't it, it should really watch our economics episode and listen to how monopolies work. Eh, it'll work. It all work itself out. I, I no, I'm not worried. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great game, and, and you know, and if it means. You know, maybe like Galvantula won't be in there. And I do love Galvantula or Infernape. And I love Infernape. But that's okay. You know, I know they'll be there in the next game. I, I just, I try to think about it like Ash, you know, like, yeah, he kind of sucks. But, you know, he doesn't always get to have Bulbasaur with them, you know? I mean, I would if be I can't in the... use Dunsparce, is it even worth playing is the real question. <laughs> You see, I'd be in the same boat as you, except I saw my boy Golurk walking across the plains. It's like, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, and I don't think I have to worry because my favorite's Espeon, and it's going to be there no matter what. I just like crying like, oh, no, my favorite Pokemon. Oh, no, there he goes. He's just walking by. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'm good. We're fine. Everything's good. <laughs> uh... yeah, I've, only, I've only twice not been able to have Espeon. Like, I, was it Ruby, Sapphire, and then... Uh... Uh, black and white. Put Torkoal in the game. Oh god, I we have our three mascot Pokemon at this point: the SP on the Golurk, and that crazy, stupid Torkoal you have. <laughs> I think you will see. I I do think you will see all the weather setters. Show. Yeah, I'm pretty certain. Oh, oh god. Said, let's go uh, and talk about fighting types. Oh yes, please. All right, boys. So before we get this started, I did want to ask, 
What is your favorite martial arts movie of all time? Kung what do y'all got? Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle. Really? That's what we're going with? Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, That's a power. Who threw this handle? <laughs> that is definitely, it is a, it is a classic. What about you, Don? Um, right. It's tough for me to pick, honestly, but right now, probably Ip Man. I think it's about due for me to rewatch it. It's a great movie. Um, yeah. And not to spoil anything too much, but just that one, I will fight 10 scene is so badass. I think the, um, for me, it's, uh, it's not a Chinese film. It's actually Indonesian. The raid redemption is just a bloody fist fight through a tower of pain with guns and knives and like hand to hand combat mixed in the hallway scene like puts old man old boy to shame it's so cool i watch people do things with doors i never thought were possible it's nuts and the reason i asked you guys was because eastern martial arts is a little bit more ingrained into our culture it's is a form of entertainment but it has a way crazier history than a lot of the western martial arts that we know of so when you're talking about martial arts i kind of have to start with china because legend says the Chinese Kung Fu was created by the Yellow Emperor 4,000 years ago, which is quite a long time ago. But the earliest reference we have for Chinese martial arts is actually found about the 5th century BCE. So still a long time ago, but not like 4,000 years. Like it, it's, it's long, but it's not it, – we actually have documentation for it. Uh, the Kung Fu is a, a blanket term for Chinese martial arts. Like it's what you say when you want to mention any of them. Uh, so – it can be incorporating with weapons. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you, there's all, all sorts of variations. And, 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 I mean, there's, like, at least a hundred-some Shaolin forms, right? Yeah. Uh, wrestling, weapons training, hand-to-hand -hand combat. It's just a big, basic term for fighting. Uh, the biggest difference you'll find with Eastern martial arts is that a lot of it, especially in China, is used as a form of meditation and philosophy. Taoist philosophers were practicing martial arts as exercise since the 500 BCE, and the idea is that the body is going to be able to – the mind and spirit are strong, but the body has to be able to um, to hold on to it. Like the body is a temple sort of mentality, so you better be physically fit to hold that spirit, and that's just the bare bones of it. Now, I can't go through all of Chinese history. Because it's a lot, and I don't want to. So just to cut down to what you were saying, Shaolin-style kung fu, uh, that was the first institutionalized martial art. So that was where they practiced defense and meditation, and that's what the martial art was for. And there's where you get your stereotypical zoom in on the temple grounds, and 500 dudes are fighting, and that's where you get your punching a stone until it's smooth sort of deal that, that that's where that comes from and that spread through so many different areas and martial arts spread throughout the people uh when the boxer rebellion happened and where the chinese tried to get rid of every trace of the english uh in one swoop it got the name the boxer rebellion from the british because the chinese were all practicing martial arts when they were doing it it didn't work against guns martial arts never do but, you know, it was still where they got the name from. I mean, you could, you can try. I mean, they did. Uh, one of the um, things they were saying was that their martial arts could stop swords, but they weren't prepared for bullets. And to be quite honest, nobody can really stop bullets. It's kind of what's ruined and raised empires. I will. I think I've seen like 30 movies that argue that they totally can. <laughs> I know Kung Fu. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> Yeah, he knows every wushu available. <laughs> That's a lot. 
Uh, there are well over a hundred styles, like you were saying, of kung fu, and they're all over the world now. Like, there's every sort. Yeah, I mean, it's such a broad term, though. Kung fu and wushu, it it, it means absolutely nothing. But you know, but the kung fu, like the Shaolin style kung fu alone, mm-hmm. is hundreds and uh, over a hundred styles, tens of thousands of difficult, millions of students all around the world, and things like you would even think of as jokes are part of it, like the drunken fist. Like the idea of like pretending to be drunk is actually a style that is practiced. That's yes. cool. Like it yeah, was, so it's so, you know I like uh, um uh, Wang Chun. Oh no, the Bruce Lee style. Yeah. yeah, I do like Wang Chun. I've I've been looking for several years because I know uh, uh the five year old wants to do it in a couple years when she gets a little bigger, and I've been looking for somewhere for us to do that because that's I said if we're gonna learn, that's what we're gonna learn. <laughs> You should get one of those really cool the Wing Chun dummies things, the wooden with the posts. I've actually been looking at them for several years. Uh, yeah, if I get an extra like seven hundred dollars, sure thing, Don. <laughs> well, Patreon, hook it we up. We can go to home. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's okay. <laughs> Tier five. Yeah, we're gonna get a wooden fighting dummy so <laughs> so Matt's kids can get yoked. <laughs> <laughs> at our next uh at our next panel matt will once he has his fighting dummy he will take kung fu battle requests from the crowd <laughs> i will oh god no no we can That's sell you terrible. getting beat up for money it's great oh. so aside from china we do have to take the stop in Japan because for some reason that's where people think like all the major martial arts come from where it's really only known for a few the mass majority what, of japan yeah like it's I mean, well, Japan, I mean, Japan's like the most recognizable in America because everyone knows karate. But, but that, I, I feel like that has less to do with. Thanks, SpongeBob. <laughs> that has less to do. That, ha, but that has more to do with um, America-Chinese relationships. You know, during the during uh, the early 1900s, than I think anything else. I mean, you know, you look at look at like like. Um, feelings towards Japanese versus Chinese when, you know, Chinese came over, they were poor immigrants. If you came from Japan, you had money. Yep. And then we also helped out with the, but with Chinese, with Japanese, with movies like the karate kid and a lot of these movies that came yeah. out, karate, shout, out, saying, Daniel, shout out to Daniel son. Uh, he's the worst and he's the villain. <laughs> uh, but no, legitimately I'm saying though, like, I, I think this has become so engraved, engraved because it's been part of our, our, our racial history. And it's important to know that in Japan, when martial arts started, like karate was not some ancient practice. Like karate only showed up like a hundred nope. years ago. There were other martial arts taught in Japan, and most of them were not taught to peasants. It was the elite. The samurai were the people who got to learn how to beat people up. Like they well, were the ones who got your to... peasants. <laughs> why would you want your peasants to know how to beat you up? That's just that's just. We talked about that with with yokai too. Japan's culture. Uh, even like the you know some of the yokai stuff, uh, a lot of that was was more elite because that stuff was new and it was written stuff. It wasn't it wasn't necessarily folklore. It was stuff that people paid to read in books. One of the things that was for the elite, but then turned to everybody else, was actually sumo wrestling. It is one of the oldest martial arts that is still practiced today. It's been around since 23 BCE, 23 years before Common Era. That's crazy, and. It's, it's been an organized sport since the 17th century. It used to be a practice for the rich and the powerful, but several hundred years ago they said, you know what, everybody gets to enjoy it. So for longer than the America has been around, people have been watching and enjoying sumo wrestling. Now, on the note of karate, 
You can't talk about karate without mentioning it's uh, one of its inspirations, uh, judo. Uh, judo, judo judo translates to way of softness the idea of judo is to take your opponent's energy and use it against them it's a grappling martial art and it was made about the 1860s i'm water <laughs> and the greatest of all presidents teddy roosevelt um was actually a uh practitioner of judo he was yeah he um took an interest in it can we just all agree we need a new teddy roosevelt oh 100 let's bring back old teddy roosevelt it's- Science him up. Let's get him back. <laughs> Necromancy. We need. We need ne- necromancers. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> yeah, Teddy would practice. I'd judo. I, wait, wait. Do you think? Do you think he ever did that? Like, or ever like tried to do judo to like <laughs> to to like uh, uh, Rockefeller during like the breakup of, of Standard Oil? <laughs> Honestly, he might have. He practiced <laughs> at the White House and was known to like rope in attendants and aides and visitors to help to practice judo with him he actually <laughs> he actually flew or boated oh, over I'm... a japanese master to train him in judo he also did boxing and wrestling teddy was a, a straight-up mma fighter if i didn't have a name for this episode set up that's already amazing. i'd just be like bring back hashtag bring back teddy roosevelt that's the name for the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh, Teddy but then there was um, karate, which, like I said, only started about 100 years ago, but it gained such vast popularity in Japan. Um, it actually has been taught in public schools since. Uh, it's been taught in public schools since before World War II. Uh, but we cannot end this without talking about one more Asian country because nobody talks about it, and that is India. In- India has been practicing martial arts since before China and before Japan. In fact, Kaladi Pariatu is the martial art it's called the mother of martial art it is where evidence has shown when the initial starting point for most if not all martial arts that started in china which then branched off elsewhere this is wing chun and judo stop fighting with each other karate get down it, it got everything together it's the starting point the origin india does not get enough credit china you did great japan you did good india you don't get enough credit, and that's that's not fair. Like, no, they are one of the original well, stars. They're responsible for the foundations of a lot of cultural things that come from that part and of the world. And then we forget it because of Kung Fu. No, India, I don't know if anybody else is going to give you this, but in terms of martial arts, you get my respect. Well, but, I mean, even, even, even like, you know, religion, too. We've talked about Buddhism. India, like, really is the foundation for a lot of things in that part of the world. Man, I wish we had more India Pokemon. Like, 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 food, culture, India has influenced a lot more than we really talk about, which I, I, again, I think that placates into, you know, Western culture and the fact that, you know, India was essentially a, uh, spice rack for the British. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be that blunt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it it stinks. Which is terrible, (laughs) terrible, man. Uh, Well, as much as I'd love to talk about why everyone should love India, we do have an episode to do. All right, so to start it off, I think we should start it with the mother of all martial arts. Let's start with India, and let's start with Medichan. So you guys are telling me Medichan, like, was a thing at Nationals? It was. How? It, it, it was. was a thing on one team, but that team was the runner-up team, and it was sick. Yeah, I mean, there were there were, there were were a lot of teams like that where you'd see, like, like that's what we just had. Celestila was, like, the first-place team. You tend to see that a lot with, like – First and second, where you get like some random, unexpected 
you know, Pokemon. Yes, and wow. Celesteel is a mod that's been kind of back and forth all season. Before I get too deep into this, like it shows, it's been it showed up occasionally. This was its real big showing in a while, but Celesteel breakout. Yeah, it kind of makes sense that it it would be good right now. You know, some of the scariest things are Xerneas, who does not like bulky steel types. Groudon, Celesteel can fly, stuff like that. Metacham kind of came out of left field. Um. And again, props to Graham for picking it. It's the perfect complement to Lunala. Lunala hates Incineroar. And you see on stream, even at minus two, high jump kick cleanly takes out Incineroar. And it's a perfect start for this because according to what Met- when you read Metachan stuff, yes, it does have features of a belly dancer, especially when it mega evolves. And that's found, and that was originally started in Egypt. Uh, but in India, Dance is also there too. The the Nata dances, the dances you associate with the special hands and finger movements of India, that also has a strong root to the character as well. But there's also thoughts that it could be practicing Kaladi. Uh, that's the short phrase for Kaladi Pariatu because it's a long word. Uh, it mentions in the Pokedex, the Medichan style, it, it meditates to unlock its psychic power. And this martial art is has been seen to use meditation as a form of finding key spots in the body to hit. Now, Kalari has multiple different branches involving using weapons, involving using different kinds of movements. It, we need we need a Medicham with weapons. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, it was crazy. The idea of the martial art is, oh, are you, are you unarmed? Can you fight? Do you have a knife? You can fight. Do you have a belt? You can fight. Like, everybody could fight with this. And Medicham is also, it's it's really cool to have that it could actually fast for a month, like it could eat with a month. And that's a reference to Mahatma Gandhi, to his um many fasts. I think his longest was like around 21 days. Like that was how long he'd gone without food or water, without food, which was pretty crazy. Uh, the one thing I will say, it hides itself in trees and mountains. That's, I don't know, that doesn't really fit its fighting style. Its fighting style should be much more of just the, the strange and outlandish movements that would go into it. So, uh, Next up, I think we should step off to China. Um, if I may interject real quick with a quick trip to Thailand. Ha! Yes! Trip to Thailand? Fine. I would like to talk... I'm not talking about the second Hangover movie. <laughs> I would like to talk... I would like to talk about my personal favorite fighting type, Blaziken. So Blaziken, honestly, it's... So we mentioned earlier how there's not exactly a Muay Thai Mon. And I think you can make an argument that Blaziken might be the closest thing that we do have to a Muay Thai Mon. Muay Thai, it's the uh, it's a combat sport from Thailand. Um, its name means pretty much literally Thai boxing, and it's called the Art of Eight Limbs because it involves striking with the like the fists and fe- uh, feet, like kickboxing normally would, but it also includes elbows and knees, which make up the other two like limbs. And Blaziken, there's not mention of it using its elbows, unfortunately, because that'd be cool. But it mentions it punching and also using its flaming wrists. And then it mentions multiple things, how Blaziken's a skilled kickboxer. I mean, I wouldn't even have considered that because with this Pokemon, it's such a such a different one to talk about. Like it's See, I always thought of it that yeah, way, and- though, just because of it, you know, a lot of the, the knee kicks. Because like when, even when you yeah. watch it in the anime, it was never kicking with the feet. It was always like the knees. Doom, doom. Yeah, the knees and the shins. Are, uh... I didn't even put that in the script. You're right. You're right. It is definitely Muay Thai, and Muay Thai is terrifying. Oh, it is. It's um part of it too is yeah. it's a fascinating martial art. I'll take a quick aside to tell um there's a sort of like kind of a folklore around it that back in the day, um late 1700s, uh the Siam the Siamese capital was invaded by Burmese troops and they rounded up a bunch of Siamese people. 
um, took them as prisoners. And among, among them were a large amount of Thai boxers. And then the uh, in the Burmese kingdom, the king organized like a seven-day festival to celebrate as like the victory. Um, I'm not I – mean, if I mess something up, I'm sorry. But this is kind of from memory. And then he organized – he offered one famous uh, Thai boxer a chance to win his freedom if he could defeat 10 Burmese martial artists in a row. And he agreed to the challenge and proceeded to beat 10 of them in a row. And at that point, the king was so impressed that he allegedly said that uh, every, like that the, uh, the Siamese people had poisonous hands or venomous hands. And then um, he offered him a choice between a pile of gold or two wives. And he basically, and the, uh, the Thai boxer basically said that gold's easy to get. Um, so he took two beautiful wives and peaced out. And that's the alleged origin story of Muay Thai. Muay Thai is a legendary story. It's kind of awesome. Not going to lie. I mean, that, that that literally sounds like a scene from Ip Man. That, why isn't that a movie? Why isn't that a movie at all? I think it is. It has to be. It, I'm going to look around. Uh, it needs to be a movie. Well, thanks for the detour. That was actually pretty awesome. All right, but on to China. We got to talk about the two Kung Fu Pokemon they have in the game. Men Fu and, and Men Kung Chow. Fu Panda. No. He is not a Kung Fu Panda. Pangoro is pretty much a JoJo for all you know. Like he is, He's more with a trench coat. Leave him alone. And he's right, bad. So he, he's not bad. He's just bad at competition. That's the difference. <laughs> there is actually – Men Chow and Men Fu are based on weasels. And Don, there's a weasel that hypnotizes people, right? I'm not crazy. So, yes, there is a weasel species. Um, It might just be like the European weasel. I'm not 100% on all of my weasel taxonomy. But it hypnotizes rabbits. It does this weird zigzaggy, jumping up and down, rolling sort of dance. And as it does it, it creeps closer to the rabbit, and the rabbit gets transfixed by it. And then once it's close enough, it jumps onto the rabbit and bites through the back of its neck and skull. Delightful. Glad to know we can put some biology into this history lesson. Uh, Menfu. Everyone should YouTube that, by the way. I've seen the YouTube. It is um, – it's unpleasant. <laughs> but – um. No, Menfu is um is a really good example of it. Menfu um it's in the Pokedex. It says how it practices in unison in different poses, and that's pretty much just every Shaolin Kung Fu film you've ever seen. That's every training style that you've ever seen before. Uh, the other thing with Men Shao, um, it's long sleeves, um, like how it has the the willowing looks and the movement. So that movement can be seen for the Stout Weasel hypnotizing, uh, but it's not a part of Kung Fu. Uh, this actually is part of China, though. Uh, in classical Chinese theater, there was the um, the opera. There was the robes that they would use in the opera, and the movements were transfixed and beautiful, and they represent that. Uh, but there also were whip-fighting cultures in Asia, but they were never used for actual combat. They were mainly used just to kind of show off how, how cool their stuff was. So we do have a Kung po Fu Pokemon in the game. It's, its style is weasel style, and it's still... <laughs> I mean, it, it's fast and strong and not very high on defense. You know what? That's fine for a martial arts Pokemon. That, that works for me. Um, I will say that the Pokedex mentioned that it has rapid strikes and don't let up. Uh, and that could also be a reference to Wing Chun because that is the style that most people are familiar with when it comes to Kung Fu. That is Sifu Ip Man. That is Bruce Lee, Donnie Yen. Soon to be Mr. Yeah. Collins. Ha <laughs> <laughs> no. We're gonna soon to be Mr. Collins' daughter. <laughs> More likely. I'm gonna look I'm gonna like 
look at the, like the soft news in like 10 years it's going to be like teenage girl beats the snot out of bullies using chinese martial arts and i'm just gonna see your goofy mug on the news with her i will i will be so proud and again patreon users if that happens he will be obligated to mention all of your names so let's get him i'm actually going to I'm actually going to put that on the Patreon after this episode. You guys aren't going to be... I'm putting that on like, just, hey, this, when we get this much, we're buying him this. Yes, it's for a bit. Yes, we're serious. Oh, <laughs> no, we are not John Oliver. Oh, God. Uh, so the wait, next... can, we, can we just... Wait, real quick, though. Yeah. yeah. We, we think about Chinese opera. You know Jackie Chan was an opera singer? We mentioned that the last episode, and yes, it is still just as dumbfounding to hear that a second it's time. It's so amazing. I, I just, for anyone who has not looked it up yet, please do. Please do. So the next uh, martial art I wanted to go over, it's one that people in the United States see as a joke. And that's sumo, unless you're in Hawaii. Unless you're in Hawaii, and that's sumo wrestling. And sumo wrestling, we we often say, "Oh, look, you're as fat as a sumo wrestler." Like it's it's seen as an insult. But in Japan, and as you said, Hawaii, it's a ridiculously popular sport. My brother Miguel watches it with his roommates in Denver every chance he gets. Posts it on Snapchat, and they always root for the white guy. That's their whole motto. We can't tell who anybody else is, but there's this guy from Alabama who's just in here, and he's great. And that's I've their heard style about that, of it. Dude. Um, you've heard of him? Yeah, I actually have. <laughs> he's, the, he's the one guy in Alabama uh, in the history of the sport. <laughs> he's just like the one dude from Alabama. You have these, All right, let's keep going. Uh, keep going. Uh, no, this sport, this sport dates back like a thousand years, and Hariyama shows much of that history in its design and its entry. Uh, the dense, the decks mentions the slap hitting, mentions how his body is mostly muscle, how it has etiquette. There's a lot of formal tradition put into sumo wrestling uh the whole well it ties in it ties it a lot especially when you see shinto we've talked a lot about about shinto practices i mean it like they are very closely connected the move smelling salts was made because before a sumo wrestler goes into the ring and tarnished it with fighting they purified the ring with salts that's why that move is there i just said shinto They also mentioned that Hariyama, smaller ones can beat larger ones with strategy, and that is real sumo. There is actual strategy in how you fight. You might not be bigger than the other guy, but you might be more nimble and be able to push him out of that ring. Um, but even- that episode of Roroni Kenshin. <laughs> it even goes to the point where Hariyama is said to tutor Makuyahidas as they grow older, which is what sumo grandmasters tend to do. Once they grow older, they are going to go and they are going to teach sumo to you know the younger generation and i think that's cool that they added that in obviously japan is going to put a sumo wrestler pokemon in there and all i'm asking from americans is listen i know you think it's it's funny to make fun of them but believe me those sumo wrestlers could beat the snot out of you they can beat the snot of the most people they're pretty terrifying dudes i'm not messing up i'm not messing with the 300 pound muscular alabama man i'm not doing that last but not least we got to talk about Two Pokemon that get thrown under the bus and no one talks about, but they represent most of the Japanese fighting we know. That is Thra and Sok, and they are masters of Judo and Karate, respectively. So these two Pokemon were supposed to be the the Gen 5 version of Hitmonchan and Hitmonlee. They did not get the love that they deserved. They just kind of got thrown to the side. So whenever you hear about black belts, whenever you hear about anyone rising through the ranks in a belt style, that's Judo. 
That came around 130 years ago, and then everybody, including karate, borrowed it from them. So anytime you see the belt system, you have to thank judo. Uh, judo, like we were mentioning, is a grabbing sport. It's meant to throw people who are bigger than you onto the ground. It's meant to be almost like a quicker form of wrestling, but more so on throwing them in pins. Uh, it, the idea is mainly to focus your opponent's strength against you. It doesn't matter how big and strong you are. If you know the right techniques, you can just throw that dude over your shoulder. Uh, in Japanese, Thro's name is Nageki, and it's a combination of Nagaru and Neki. And geki, and it means throw, and those both words mean throw and strike. So it's literally the judo Pokemon. In the Pokedex, it tightens its belt to go stronger, and it will try and throw anything bigger in it, which is actually really funny if you just think about it. Like, imagine in the real Pokemon world, like, hi, this is my throw. I see you have a Warlord. Wait, no, don't! It just starts throwing Warlord around. Though, to be fair, Warlord doesn't weigh that much. Yeah, he's made of helium. Sorry, shout out again to number one president, Teddy Roosevelt. He was America's first brown belt in judo. Huh, not bad. <laughs> He's uh, the man. Come on. I saying we need to vote for a president who's going to be Roosevelt. <laughs> just literally go to the next Democratic debate. All right, which one of you are willing to put on this outfit? <laughs> which one of you are willing to physically fight people? Get my vote. <laughs> Yeah, no, here, we're giving you are all, you, we're giving you all you, a big stick. Are you physically willing to fight Bob Iger? Is that my vote? <laughs> oh, God. No, but uh, it's, Disney it's, is a terrible monopoly. It's it's true, though, that this thing is like the judo master, but Sock is its mirror image, and it's a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Dayman. Oh! <laughs> Come on, I had to. I, that was my reference. That's my reference. It, it is – it's one of – to me, karate is one of the most important martial arts to Japan because it's so ingrained into their culture. And the reason karate gets a bad reputation in the States is because of the strip mall dojo that sprung up after movies like Karate Kid. Just like in 101 Dalmatians where people started breeding Dalmatians for people to have, people all wanted to learn karate. And so things got really – didn't get very – Strict on who could give out these belts. So these are pretty much they were the nickname is mech dojos, where people would literally just, oh, you took a few lessons, you're guaranteed this black belt. So uh, that's why it was seen as a joke. It's seen as something people laugh at. In Archer, they called it the Dane Cook of martial arts, and it's not, it's not about that. It's it's a point of pride for a lot of Japan. So much so that the Olympics are actually going to have it in 2020, which I think is absolutely rad. That's gonna be sweet. Yeah, it's uh, Sock is also they say it masters its karate chop, which is one of the many things most people don't realize about karate. It's not just about the chop; it's practice, it's discipline. A lot of it is focused on that, just that discipline, that regimen, and that's what a lot of people forget makes it so interesting. Uh, it's not about beating the crap out of people so much as in getting the techniques just right. Now, obviously, it's not very enchanting to like a twelve-year-old who wants to learn how to beat up their bullies. But it's, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like, they do tighten their belt to go stronger, too, so they copied it, and they can punch rocks and trees to get stronger, which I've seen. There are some martial arts that do that. I don't recommend it. You can't punch your opponent when you have shattered knuckles. Uh, one, <laughs> one other thing I will say, their, their whole design is based on the idea of the Oni, which is, again, that the, um, the yokai spear, like you were talking about, 
Matt. And yeah. they were going to give them horns, but they thought the horns were a bit much, and so they toned it down. But they're based on Onis. If you ever get a chance to look up the children's story about okay, the, 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 the Oni masks. Yeah, look up the children's yeah. story of the red and blue ogre. It's one of my favorite childhood stories. And they're, they're both the red and blue ogre. So I thought, you know. Why not? It's also based on this childhood They're story. They're not Bert and Ernie. Come on, people. Like, le- learn some folklore. I mean, yeah. Whoever said they're based on Bert and Ernie, like, clearly has no idea, like, anything about how Japan views, like, any of our medium. The same way that we have, like, weaves, like, people who are super obsessed with, like, Japanese culture, they have, like, the super American file people who are, like, super obsessed with ours, and they view them the same way our society views weeaboos. Like, oh, just gosh. not always in the best no. of light. <laughs> and I think that's that's one thing you and I specifically have really worked to, to kind of push on this, this show. All right, so I think that wraps up yeah, it's. <laughs> I think that wraps up all the martial arts I had left. Oh, this was a fun part, too. All right, guys, let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Ladies and gentlemen, a real quick announcement. We are sorry for any glitches or sound issues we had this evening. There were technical difficulties on multiple ends. <laughs> Um, we are trying our best. We, we, we greatly apologize. Unfortunately, no matter how much equipment we invest in, we cannot control what internet is offered in the communities we live in. And, uh, uh, mostly yet. it was my bad. So, uh, apologies to everybody. My, I have several roommates. Um, one half of my house has Wi-Fi. The other half doesn't. I live in the house, the half with no Wi-Fi. So I use my phone as a hotspot, hoping to fix this in the future. Yeah, no, I literally bought him an Ethernet cable while recording this on Amazon because I love the internet. Now, That's before we get to our good- <laughs> before we get to our goodbyes, That's we gotta thank. <laughs> oh, if Amazon's gonna sponsor this, I'll talk about Amazon all day. No, <laughs> monopolies. Did you not listen to our episode, Lucas? Hey, hey, yes, hey, monopolies hey. have money. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, I love you. Give me your money. I will talk about you all the time. You think I won't sell out? <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I do want to thank um, our newest patron because he is donated. Speaking <laughs> of selling out. Yeah, no, we, hey, he gets a shout out. This goes out to Aster, who's donated more than anyone else to this point. So, Fletcher, Angela, you're awesome. You're amazing. Thank you so much for joining and helping. Aster is our newest. Like, thank you so much for your... We're sending you a sticker. We are sending you my Magic Business Magikarp sticker. Don's working on a team, and it's nasty for you, because that's part of the deal, too. You're oh, yeah, I know, you as... like, I know you like Toxapex. Um, you want it rarely used, so it can't be a Toxapex. But uh, it's going to be weird, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what we aim for. No, you get you are awesome. Thank you so much. We appreciate your support. Is Rebombi, are you? Yes, it is. Dude, Rabambi. I'm I'm very well aware. <laughs> no, thank you, thank you, thank you, Aster. You are the man. I appreciate you giving so much to us. We we really do appreciate it. We're almost to our goal. We're getting closer every time. But for now, it's time we end this episode as we always do. So if you guys want to find us, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. I'll link them in our comments. We have our Patreon. So if you guys want to get your shout out and all the other benefits, please go ahead and do it and get part of it. We have shirts, and I love our shirts. And I'm going to try and get oh, 
I'm working on it. And they're only going to be around for so long as we are still planning to do the rebranding at some point yeah. this summer. Yeah, it'll probably have to change up at some point. And I've got a, an idea or two for another shirt, which I will mention next episode. But for now, again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. You guys are great. Thank you so much for being part of this community with us. With that being said, have a wonderful rest of your day or night. Have a wonderful 4th of July if you're living in the States. And we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye, everybody. We love you all. Bye, everybody. Bye.